This week, it's like the great Tauros cheerleaders are in the sky saying, hey, hey, ho, ho, the bullshit has got to go. Yup. We continue on. May is cray. We know this. This is the last week of Reclipse Medicine and that full moon lunar eclipse in sassy Scorpio is going to place emphasis on whatever you are ready to release. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. How the hell are we doing? I'm your guide. I'm your girl, your cosmic consultant. Maddie Murphy, how we live in? What's the vibe? The day this podcast comes out, it is 5-5. It is 5-5. It is the day of change. It is uh, the numerology of it is time to let go and then let goddess. And we are right here in the day we've been looking forward ahead to for a while. I shouldn't say looking forward to, but looking ahead to for a minute. And that is the Scorpio full moon on steroids with this lunar eclipse And, you know, first thing off the bat, I'm going to say, I hope you're still taking care of yourself, winding down, caring for the physical body, focusing on the somatics, rest, right? That's what I love about astrology. Just knowing that there are these astrological events, it can really help us navigate them and process them um, in a way in which we don't internalize it or we kind of know what our RX, our prescription is. So this is why I love astrology is so many reasons, but one of them is just the virtue of knowing that there is something being activated that we might not be able to see necessarily, but we're just meant to trust. And in that process, the best thing we can do is ground down. I've been taking my own medicine. I got a facial like two weekends ago. Last week, I kind of cleared a day and just went and walked around these gardens in New York City. I got my nails done at Chill House just for some wearable art. Hello. Um, And I had a lovely few days in LA visiting friends, clients, and mentees that feel like family, and really just taking it all in, all that West Coast love. And I'm just like really blown away talking to people I know, just watching them really apply this ancient astrological wisdom and using it as a way of kind of falling into deeper trust and deeper self-regulation. It's just amazing what happens when you can really like begin to align yourself with this wisdom that already is within you. So I just encourage you, if you're new on this journey, or if you've been here for a minute, but it's been roof lately, maybe you're like, honey, I knew it was coming, but oh my gosh, like the reclipse came from my ass, snatched my wig all the way off. As our beloved drag queens say, it's like, yeah, that's what the eclipse retrograde will do. Really comes to humble us, but really comes to show us something also in the process. So, so many things, so many things. But we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of the other transits coming up. We have Venus moves into Cancer. So if that is your needle placement, welcome. You're stepping into your Venus return. And what else? We are kind of 
you know, still in, this will be the last like full week of Mercury retrograde. We love that. And then I really do like, I know I've been saying May is cray, May is cray, because it is. But the second half of May sort of feels like this watery, earthy, artistic creation out of like the chaos of the first half of May. So if you're deep in that chaos medicine, I'm just want to let you know, there will be a shift. It'll still be cray, but in a different way. So before we get into if astrology isn't real, and before we get into planetary planning and the moon report and all that goodness, Virgo announcements, Virgo announcements, we have in the show notes, a wait list for our app that we're about to launch. You know, eclipses reveal secrets and this is ours. We're working on an app, baby. Cosmic RX is going, going big tech for cosmic tech. We really want to create this like digital altar space, this digital community space, just to really empower you, right? With the tools of astrology, spirituality, and of course, community, because we're in this together. So sign up, be the first to know. We're going to be making some fun announcements about that. And then also for my Astro Accelerator applicants who have been DMing me, that application is going to go live. I'm picking a very small select group of people in the creative or entrepreneurial space who really just want to take take things to the next level, but while dropping into more grace, ease, simplicity, self-trust. So really excited for this offering apply now if, if it's interesting to you. And let's talk about the Batty Bundle winner. So if you want three free months to our Cosmic RX Plus premium community, where you get a monthly moon guide and access to live new moon calls with me and community-led full moon calls, then you can leave a review on iTunes with your Instagram handle and the name or leave it on Spotify and DM us that screenshot just like this week's winner, Ash Bay CDK slid into the DMs with the screenshot from Spotify and says, when I realized there was a lunar eclipse on 5-5, I ran emoji to the podcast. I love, love, love and trust Maddie's advice and wisdom above all. Much love to her and the team. Thank you for keeping us sane and giving us direction during this cray merclips. Oh, I love merclips. I love it. It sounds like a mermaidy eclipse. We love this. We love this hype. We love this support. Freaking love you, Batty, so much. So come on down, slide in the DMs. You get those three months on us. And if you want to be like Ash Bay, then go leave a review. It helps us in this in this wild podcast industrial complex. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm in a silly goofy mood today and every day. Um, we really appreciate you. So let's talk about if astrology isn't real. Segwaying into that. <sighs> like we know we're in the heart of eclipse season, which shit happens on the individual level, on the collective level, some big karmic moments, some big revealings of things, endings and beginnings. And before I even get into that, I'm just going to say, if you are noticed that things have been sort of flushed away from you, there's been an ending, a loss, a leaving. My heart is holding your heart. It's hard, but I'm also just going to put this reminder out that an invitation, let's say, just to look at it of what if this was happening for my highest good? What if this helped me go on a path where it all works out even better than I can imagine in this moment, because that is sort of what the medicine of this moment is. 
So what are some of the things that we saw in the news that reflected that? Well, we did have an eclipse reveal with uh, Jeffrey Epstein's private calendar, and there were some prominent names on there. CIA chief, hello, top lawyers from Goldman Sachs, uh, Noam Chomsky, uh, the like co-founder of LinkedIn, all kinds of people. E- eclipse, eclipsy, and we probably can expect to hear more about that, especially with the South Node in Scorpio. South Node is karmic clearing and revealing. And of course, Scorpio can be the shadowy things, um, especially abuse, misuse of power and sexuality. Bam, boom, blammo, very in, in literal interpretation. So we'll keep our eyes on that story. The thing that really jumped out to me this week was the writer's strike. If you've been following it, um, there was talks of this Writers Guild strike and it went into the potential of it and it went into effect on May 2nd and happened to be in LA and some of my friends are in the biz, in the entertainment biz. And I, I do know some writers or through friends in New York City. And I was like, wow, this is really interesting. And uh, of course, I had to you know, jump and pull up the charts for what was going on. So what sort of stood out to me about this, the first thing is I remember um, very distinctly the last writer strike, and it went from 2007 to 2008. Uh, specifically, it started in November of 2007, and then I guess came to, an, they came to some sort of agreement in February 12, 2008. Now, what else was going on February 2008? Well, Pluto had just moved into Capricorn. And so Pluto in Capricorn was sort of bringing up this energy of like, hmm, what are the systems? What are the structures? What are the, especially when it comes to capitalism, corporations, the government that are starting starting to, to shake the foundation on them a little bit, right? And it entered in uh, January 25th, 2008, and then went back and forth retrograde a little bit. And now it will be here in Pluto and Aquarius. And Pluto's going to go back into retrograde into Capricorn in June. And I mentioned this because as Pluto and Aquarius, it's interesting that we're seeing this in the final sort of moments of Pluto and Capricorn. But while we're still in Pluto and Aquarius, I'm interested to see what happens in this writer strike. If something happens, it's a little bit more of a longer lasting change, because one thing that we're all going to learn during Pluto and Aquarius is the enormous power in alliances, the enormous power in the we, the people, in the us, right? Can't spell Aquarius without the us and I, but mostly us. <laughs> um, and I'm just going to be keeping my eye on this space, um, especially through June 10th. Now, first of all, here at Cosmic Rx, we definitely support labor and the organization of such, because I won't get into everything here, but it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The people and the companies that are really benefiting off of the writers and just kind of creating this, trying to create almost like a gig economy in what's something that's not a gig economy. And we saw interesting things being birthed out of the 2007 writer strike, but this one with it happening in Pluto and Aquarius, I think, and especially we had Jupiter and Neptune lined up in Pisces last year, which brought a whole new spiritual kind of renaissance to the entertainment field. I'm interested to see what happens with this. And, you know, Mercury is in retrograde during this time and it's in Taurus in the sign of value and values. 
And when I think about two signs in the zodiac that really represent like labor and organization, it's Taurus, because Taurus are the workers, the labor, the value. Taurus is money, resources, it's who we value, what we value. It's living in alignment with our values. And Taurus is the sign that's stand your sacred ground. And then Aquarius is the other sign. And Aquarius is about, yeah, the we, the us, the word motion, progress. Again, we the people, we're the ones who make this shit happen. So hello. And we saw a lot of, when Uranus was squaring Taurus in 2021, we saw a lot of conversations around labor and a lot of rising up of different unions. And even across the whole country, we sort of saw the great uh, resignation. But anyway, I'm just going to be keeping my eye on this space because I think over the next few weeks, there's going to be having, um, we're going to be having some interesting forward motion. I think Mercury going direct might help bring certain things to the table because Mercury is going kind of slow right now. It's in Taurus. And Taurus is like, you know, we're not compromising in Taurus. And that'll be there until June 11th. And then I imagine there might be some lucky breaks in this as Jupiter enters Taurus on May 16th, which I'm so excited to talk about in the podcast, but still very slow. I imagine by June, there'd be some agreements that could be reached. It would be nice. There's a new moon on June 17th. Mercury's in Gemini. Mercury loves communications and negotiations. Gemini, you know, is, is the sign of connection and a fast motion. And Venus is going to enter its retrograde shadow on June 19th. And by June 17th, Pluto will be back into Capricorn, which would be a really beautiful um, book ending of the journey, you know, that we saw with this in 2008. But anyway, I'm just putting it out there because these are big themes as we go into Pluto and Aquarius for sure. And we still have that Uranus and Taurus making things uh, unstable and creating that revolutionary energy. <sighs> so thinking about all of that, just sitting in that energy, um, there's been a few other things that we, we definitely got to see. Definitely there's some when Pluto station retrograde on May 1st. That was the day before this happened. We also saw the ongoing protests in France turn all the way up. And so we're going to continue just to hold that energy of, again, we the people, together we go farther, and we are not stopping until we have progress and more equity and more inclusivity for all. And enough is enough. Remember, this is the same astrology as the French Revolution. Hello, goodbye. So should we talk about the moon? Who wants to talk about the moon? I do. If you're new here, this is now where we shift gears, shift the focus back to you, my dear. And we look at the moon every week because the moon is really helps us connect our inner compass you know, to our inner world, helps us understand how we're feeling, um, what's on our heart, how we can emotionally regulate. And by tracking the moon, it really sets us up for celestial success. So let's start off with, okay, 5-5, five, five, the day this podcast comes out. We have a full moon exact at 1-3-4 p.m. Eastern time. Ooh, hold on to your hats, children. We're going down. We're in the vortex. We are fully in it, the eye of the storm. Really through like 5-8, I would love if you could just uh, <laughs> take it easy. Okay, lemon squeezy. I don't want to see anybody pushing. We ain't hustling these days. We're not making things happen. And we're definitely 
not getting involved in other people's drama. We are staying hydrated. We are minding our business. This actually literally happened to me when I was in LA. I was at the Ivy. Hello, early 2000s hotspot with my life wizard. And I'm the nosiest person. I'm always people watching. And I was like, ooh, there's something going down at this table. And I had a lovely server. Shout out to Antoinette at the Ivy, like truly a gem. And I saw the table kind of being a little a little sassafras to her. And if you know one thing about me, I love my people in the service industry as my roots. That's like my parents came from the service industry. I work in the service industry. I still have family, friends. Like they are also like service industry people. You make the world go round. But it's also like the number one line that like, people shit on when they're having a bad day or when they're in their pain body or their little baby ego got a boo-boo and they want to take it out on someone. So I'm watching this whole thing go down and I'm being a little sassy. And I am saying things like, oh, somebody, somebody has an issue. We're just like, ha, ha, ha. And then <sighs> these older women, they got in a fight. They've been really rude. They actually stole these flowers and ran out. I was like, I was like gosh, should I get involved? And normally I would. But instead, I let, I let security handle it. <laughs> um, I, I, I did make some remarks. I did, but from, from a far away. Uh, and then I went back up and after everything was all said and done and just told my server, Antoinette, that, you know, we had a great experience. We tipped well. We tipped ridiculously generously, which is, I think, the only way to tip and said that, you know, you are a beautiful human. You give us the best experience tonight because she really did above and beyond. And uh, that's where I left it. And I was like, you know what? This is me taking my own advice of staying hydrated and minding my business because i don't know what that eclipse medicine was serving those kind of cougar adjacents at the ivy but i did not want any part of it so i say all of this to say like people are going to be losing it all around you it is merclips season shout out to ash bay people don't know that even for me, I know all this and I will still feel it and be like, whoa. But I'm like, no, there's people out here going around muggles uninformed. And that is dangerous. So I want you to protect yourself, direct yourself away from the bullshit, find yourself some water, just hydrate, sip, mind your business and repeat. And I want you to do, I want you to do that all week, honestly, but definitely five, six, seven into the eighth. Now the sixth and the seventh and into the eighth around 7.30 p.m., technically there'll be a moon in Sag. So maybe we'll get some visionary energy. Maybe we'll see something new. Um, lots of money stuff is going to be coming up this month on the, um, you know, for, for you, uh, for the collective, for the economy, but especially as we move into May, there's going to be new opportunities and new visions for you of how to make money, how to relate to money, how to release an old money story, how to create new revenue, income streams, and something about this Sag Moon Days. I feel like there may be some visionary energy, something hopeful, something optimistic about this. Or you may see some vision of why the thing was being released or why something was being shed from your chart. So Monday, Moon and Cap on the 8th. And we have that goes through the 9th. And then the 10th until about 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. So for those days, um, moon and cat, we have Taurus sun, cat moon, it's earth energy. We are taking care of business. These are great days to get some things done. If you've been procrastinating, if you were really tired during eclipse season, if things just felt too emotional to even like get through it, 
you might feel some steadiness, some earth, some pragmatic, just practical, like can do attitude coming through. Use that, you know, do it, baby, do it to it. Uh, maybe we'll look out for those days being immovable or being obsessed with work or things getting a little dry or getting a little hard on yourself. Make some time for some fun, for some spice. Absolutely, please. And then as we go into Wednesday evening and Thursday, moon and Aquarius. So we have double fixed energy, Taurus sun, aqua moon. This is again, great to kind of have some focus in the sky, a little detachment. We're stepping out of a, you know, beginning to end the retrograde. We're leaving the heart of the eclipse. And maybe again, we're just feeling like a little bit more focus, a little bit more follow through. And we're going to pay attention. Maybe we have something in our lives that feel like a a step or two in the right direction to our personal revolution we're going through. I could I could feel that for us. And we're just going to look out for it, the shadowy energy of being stubborn, overly fixated, thinking there's only you know one way that's your way. I'm sure your way is genius. We know this. But in life, a lot of life is compromised or seen other people's perspectives. So I just invite you to do that as a practice those days. So let's talk about this planetary planning. I have spent the last two podcasts talking about this 5-5 eclipse because I've just had it circle, circle, dot, dotted on my schedule, on my calendar. I mean, truly, probably since 2021, at least. You know, so if you want like more of a background, go back and listen to those last two energy reports. But then as we move forward into this, like why I say May is Cray is because we're going to have a lot of Pluto squaring the nodes this month. Uh, we're going to have the nodes really closely aligned with um, a Jupiter-Pluto square in the second half of May. And, you know, lots of things like power plays, events that would be polarizing socially, politically. And again, right now, there's this whole thing with the Scorpio eclipse that's been like a reclaiming of your power. What is something that you've just been giving too much of your power to? Too much of your thoughts to? Too much of your heart to? Too much of your, of your fucks? You're giving them too much fucks. Like you're not doing something because you're worried about what these people will think or what will happen if something goes wrong or if someone finds out something about you. Oh, there's so many ways to give away our power. And that's why I love the Scorpio eclipse. There's such an invitation to really look at our shadows, to look at the parts of ourselves that maybe we are, we think are un, <laughs> unsavory, unworthy, or unlovable. No, no, you're all parts of you are lovable. But we do keep parts of ourselves in the dark and things in the dark get a little weird, a little mildewy, a little musty. So I'm going to invite you to like dive deep. We talked about last week, one of the prescriptions of this full moon in Scorpio is to sit in the shit a little bit to allow ourselves to go through some sort of rebirth that first comes from sitting in uncomfortable feelings. So looking at what's being activated, right? We said last week, your triggers are your teachers. So whether this is anger, jealousy, greed, betrayal, resentment, shame, suppressed desires, secrets, like these feelings are like fires that we've been in for some time. And maybe the fires also create smoke and we can't see everything through it. And we're just like, 
living in some sort of prison of our own making. And so maybe we don't even realize that this is subconscious, but that's what this eclipse is probably coming to show you and helping you realize. How can we release the tendency to deny and ignore them and repress them, which I'm also going to tell you takes so much freaking energy repressing all of this stuff that we think is unsavory, all these big feels, all these like things about us, pushing them down below the surface. It's like trying to hold a balloon below a water surface. It's exhausting. And that shit's going to pop up anyway at some point. It just may not be on your terms. So how can we use this eclipse just to bring that thing up into the light? And then by doing that, we can really use that fire and that ash feeling of like, to go into that phoenix rising moment, right? Phoenix rising is one of the archetypal energies associated with Scorpio, but we first really must let it like be burnt down, go into those ashes. (sighs) And like, you know, whether we've been conscious of it or not, the universe has been asking us to sit with our shadows for a while. Again, we're looking back. This is a much larger story that began like November, 2021, in that middle of November, And then we also like had the Scorpio eclipse, the first official one last year in May, 2022. And then there was another one this past year, end of October, 2022. And now this is the third and final Scorpio eclipse. And we will not have a Scorpio eclipse conjunct the South Node for 18 years. So this really represents a major chapter in karmic clearing in karmic culmination. And like, we want to really use this energy, let it cleanse something from us. Let it really give us what I've been calling the cosmic colonic. Like we're getting rid of the sludge, the goo, the poo, the stuff that has built up that has really blocked us off and blocked us up. And it's kind of a really gross mental image, but I want to get through to you. It's also Scorpio. So we're going there And we're letting the universe flush it all out, baby. Cosmic colonic. And it's like, let's do it now. Because if we don't do it now, we're going to have a deal with it later anyway. And at least now we have support on our side. This is the divine timing to do so. And I just want you to trust. See what each of these Scorpio eclipses, what have they peeled back? What has been shown to you? How have you increased another layer of your awareness? And also, how can you face the truth of yourself more deeply, more bravely, more compassionately? I promise you one of the best fucking things you can do in life is figure out who you are so wholly and completely so you know your own shit, so you can own your own shit, and so no one can call you out on shit and make you believe something you're not. It's such a good feeling to know yourself so well and own all parts of you because then you don't internalize stuff from other people. You don't receive other people's projections. You reject them. And you just walk through the light, light whole and, and free and in your power because you're not worried about someone, you know, finding something out about you or calling you out on something or seeing past this like performance of perfection. We're trying to hold it all together. And again, like I said before, you have more energy. You have more energy for the shit that actually matters. And so, you know, during this 5-5, we're also in the middle of a Mercury retrograde in Taurus. Hello. And Taurus is the opposite sign of Scorpio. So there's a lot of tension here. Lot of tension, and we're going back and forth, right? Security versus change, right? Formation versus transformation. We're going around and around, and we're, we're looking at these things, and it can be intense. 
But I also want you to really trust, trust where, like I said, you're being guided and wherever you have Scorpio in your birth chart is representing the area of life in which big ass rebirth transformation has been activated since last year. So I'm going to go through just to end out like this planetary planning. You know, we also have Venus moving into Cancer. So we love a Venus in Cancer moment. I'm going to you end up the pop with a little bit of your message per your rising sign of what's going on with this eclipse. But we have from May 7th all the way until June 5th, we have Venus is in Cancer. And this is going to be, like I said before, a really like creative birthing energy that's come out of the chaos now that we've been in a little bit. So I want you to kind of trust Venus in Cancer, see how you can use it to self-nurture, self-nourish yourself after this intense like eclipse energy and two days after this eclipse venus and cancer is going to come to really help like soften the mood i feel it's very like star card after the tarot tower and tarot and there's just beautiful beautiful energy coming the rest of may we have jupiter entering taurus it's lunar it's creative it's feminine it's comfortable um, but we have to sort of go into the chaos first So with that Venus and Cancer, we're loving ourselves all in that like really maternal nurturing way. And we're letting our creativity flow. And then, you know, where this Scorpio transformation is based on your rising sign, I'm going to tell you right now, Aries, Aries rising, it's been a big push to literally taking back your power, to learning about yourself through intimacy, through different sexual relations, to just going into those vulnerable parts of you. And I know it's scary in there, but you know, the more you can look in, the more you are going to glow up, okay? So we're going to trust that. Taurus, Taurus rising, this has come for your relationships, for really reimagining, uh, rebirthing your partnerships, whether those are romantic relationships or business partnerships, creative ones. And Gemini rising, this has um, really come to teach you a lot about your day-to-day, uh, maybe your day-to-day work life has gone through a transformation or you've gone through something in the health part of your chart or life. Um, or maybe you're learning a lot about the routines and rituals that help you feel like you listen, trust it. Cancer rising, this has been about a huge transformation rebirth in terms of your self-expression, how you show up, how you're seen in life or allowing yourself to be seen. Also things around children, childhood, fertility, all part of that. Uh, Leo rising, This has brought a big transformation, rebirth, shown you something, revealed something around your home life, family, maybe anything from a family secret being exposed, fun times, good times. We've all been there, I think. Have we? (laughs) Just me. Or a big um, ending or beginning, a move in your home, um, new members of your family. So looking at that, Virgo rising, this has brought big changes for you in terms of your mindset shifts maybe in how you express your voice, your message, maybe you've been going back to school, maybe you've been teaching something, but your mind has gone through a deep, deep, deep rebirth. Libra rising, this has really come for your money, your resources, made you think differently about how you make money, maybe how you spend money, how you charge people money in terms of, you know, uh, in exchange for your, for your value, for your efforts. Scorpio rising, this has been your time, big transformation in terms of your identity, how you show up, maybe your physical self, maybe you've made some changes, or again, just your identity and how you move through the world. Things are going through big changes now. 
Sag rising. This is going through your 12th house, so your inner world, your heart, all that stuff you carry around in the subconscious, really going, going through it, examining things. And maybe you felt a little bit of like a retreat from the outside world. And, and again, we're about to shift out of this. So take one last look around, really pay attention to the intuitive downloads and, and where your heart is guiding you now. Capricorn rising. This is your 11th house of friends, networking, community, your higher vision for your life. And so seeing where maybe you've had some friends come, you've had some go, maybe you're rethinking, you know, what are the causes I want to dedicate myself to? So reflect back on what's been going on since November, 2021 in that part of your chart. Aquarius rising. This has been big transformation, big moves, big Phoenix rising energy around your career um, public image, public self, your work, um, how you want to be recognized for your endeavors. And then Pisces rising, big dreams, big vision, maybe understanding new belief systems or new possibility for what you want, for what you can get out of life. And maybe this has come to you through just cracking open into a new spiritual path or travel or all of the above. Either way, these are the energies that I want you to pay attention to, especially if you've had a release in this part of your chart coming up around these lunar eclipses, this lunar eclipse on 5-5, five five, because it's good. It's coming, it's letting go of something to make way for more of what's actually aligned with you, what's actually authentic, what's actually going to support you and help you feel your best. So hello, goodbye. We are honoring this eclipse season we're relighting our damn sparks. We're ditching the damn old things that held us back, the old ways of being, the shame, the self-loathing. We're done with that. We're unleashing our genius. We're leading from a place of flow, alignment, sexiness, juiciness, and we're allowing our personal revolutions to fuel our collective and cultural evolution that we are so blessed, so honored to be a part of during this time on earth in this moment in history. Can I get an Amen. So that's where I'm going to leave you. <laughs> and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just wave my magical fairy wand, sprinkling you all with love and stardust. And I'm sending you all prayers and blessings and invocations for just the fattest, the biggest checks to be dropped into those accounts on repeat and for you to have hot fulfilling, satisfying, toe-curling sex, because that is what you deserve. And when you're in that space, the world is a better place, right? We're not causing drama at the Ivy when we're getting that good, fulfilling sex. All right, everyone, sending you so much love and until next week. Mwah. Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other cosmic baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic RX, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. 
And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you cosmic baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.